Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Down There. I'm your host, Laura McKaig. My mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to discover that pelvic health and wellness is important, that it doesn't have to be embarrassing or intimidating, and that it can actually be fun to learn about. So let's have some fun learning today. On to the show. This episode of Down There is brought to you by Laura McKaig Physical Therapy, where we help men and women find real solutions to leakage, pain, or other problems down there. Let us help you regain your dignity, stay fit and active, and enjoy your family time, social life, and intimate relationships again. Find us at www.lauramckaigpt.com. Oh boy. All right. I've had five pregnancies. This is not me. Although <laughs> <laughs> technically I have. Um, and when I walk a long time, two or four miles, sneeze or run or pee, I always pee a little. I try to do kegels, kegels, but that's not enough. What else can I do? Ah, yes. Good question. When kegels are not enough, what can you do? If you think of tools that you would have in your toolbox, you know, you usually don't just have a hammer, right? If you're gonna have a house remodeling Please project. Please do not hammer that. No, no. And you just have a hammer and you use that for all of your projects. That wouldn't work so well, would it? <laughs> Same thing with Kegels. You know, they're an important part in some treatments, but they're not the main deal and they're not the cure-all for everything. You know, if your problem, your problem might be strength, but it might be that your muscles are strong enough, they're just not working in the right order. They're not working as a team. And if they're not working as a team, they need to learn how to get coordinated instead to work together to stop the leaks. All right. Would, I'm gonna summarize this. Um, How can you help someone who's had a hysterectomy? How can I help someone who's had a hysterectomy? I am seeing more and more women over 50 who have had hysterectomies like when they were 30 or 20, in their 20s, yeah, and are now having leakage, they're having pain, um, just pelvic pain or pain with sex or other kinds of pain. A lot of times after a hysterectomy, their abs have been really weak and their body just hasn't been moving right or their body just kind of, it sounds funny, forgot to breathe right after the surgery and just never got back to working properly. So we check your breathing, you know, are you breathing right? Are you using your pelvic floor and your abs when you breathe? And like 95% of the time, the answer is no. So we teach you how to do that again. And I'm sure it applies yeah. to like everyone who's had some type of abdominal surgery. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. when everything, mm-hmm. when your muscles get pulled out and moved around. Yeah, um, exactly. The doctor might not be the best at putting puzzles back together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, think about it. You've had a major organ taken out of your body. Yeah. And um, 
that does affect the muscles around it. That affects scar tissue. Work on, work a lot on scar tissue stuff. Yeah. Okay. This one literally follows that up again. Okay. I'm literally pulling these out of the drawer. <laughs> yes. Jar. Um, how does having a hysterectomy affect your bladder? Oh, wow. Seriously, back to back. <laughs> yeah. Hysterectomy. What was that one again? How does it affect oh. your bladder? How does it affect your bladder? A hysterectomy. Well, your uterus is like literally right next to your bladder. So sometimes taking out that hysterectomy, you've got more space there. Right. That can change the alignment of the bladder. You know, how you get it's, it too much freedom, it runs. Yes. There you go. <laughs> the body, I was just telling a client today um, who had had some major surgery, the body doesn't like space. If you think about it, and you take out an organ and the body wants to do all it can to fill up that space with whatever. Makes complete sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's scar tissue. The scar tissue is a big theme here. Hopefully you're, you're hearing that. Well, that scar tissue can get on the bladder and start causing the bladder to feel real fussy. Um, those abdominal muscles can be really weak and that can affect the pelvic floor. It's all connected. And then the pelvic floor is not supporting the bladder and you can have other issues. So, I feel like yeah. you can make a song that's like the pelvic floor is connected to yeah, the Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sorry, that's They're all I keep in my close head. proximity, and I say that so much. It's all connected. <laughs> so, yeah. to go on a completely different tangent, okay. because yes. uh, what can you do to help me with painful sex and vaginal dryness? Oh, yes, that is a very, that's actually a very common question. Now, you might think this is a gal, maybe in her 50s, who's getting ready to go through menopause. Not necessarily. I mean, I know postpartum wise, yeah. as dry as can be because of hormones yes. and everything. So, mm -hmm. um, this could be a mom who's just had, you know, not even just had a baby. This could be a mom with a two year old or a mom with a one year old. But the answer would be the same. I would say, one, use a good lube. That's really important to help with the dryness issue. But um, if that does, if that isn't the reason for the painful sex, sometimes it's just things didn't heal right or the muscles are too tight and guess what that is fixable that is really easily treatable fortunately and women don't have to suffer with painful sex and dryness and not enjoying that time so there's quite a bit that can be done yay yay <laughs> <laughs> This is just entertaining how I'm pulling these out. <laughs> Sometimes deep, underlying three times, penetration during sex hurts. Am I doing something wrong? What, um, what can I tighten or exercise to eliminate the pain? Okay. So deep penetration hurts. I what get, can I do? Yep. Did you know I actually have a handout for that? I do. For, Very fun. Yes. And I give this homework. I'm like, here's your homework. Go have fun. <laughs> well, I'm sure positions help but too. Yes, exactly. And it shows if deep penetration hurts. And you know, this might be a little TMI, but you know, welcome to my welcome to my job. I love helping people with this. So deep penetration hurts. Why is that? What's going on? Are your muscles too tight? Well, let's work on helping them get not so tight. You know, are there trigger points on them? If 
there's scar tissue there. Let's work on working, you know, working that out. Is there a position you can use where it's not so deep? Try that. See if that works. So lots of things can be done. And you can call Laura or email Laura to yeah. get that book. There you go. <laughs> Shameless plug. All right. <laughs> How would you help someone with a leaking issue? How would I help someone with a leaking issue? One, why are they leaking? I'm kind of like a detective. You know, we talk. Tell me what's going on. And just in that, we can find out, okay, why, why are you leaking? Is it because of surgery? Is it because of another reason? And based on that, you know, do we need to strengthen the muscles? Do we need to make your nervous system chill out? Because sometimes the nervous system gets real ramped up and then it overstimulates the bladder. It's kind of like, you know, when you turn the mic up, if we turn that mic up real high and there was feedback, right? It was kind of like that. That's a totally different approach. So you're saying don't self-diagnose. Don't self-diagnose. Yeah. If your muscles are already tight, because you can leak from too tight muscles and you go and do Kegels and make them even tighter, it makes the problem worse. So it's good to find out what the problem is and then you can find out how to fix it. All right. How do you treat ED without drugs? Ooh, yes. Did you know sometimes ED, erectile dysfunction, can be a pelvic floor issue? Not shocking. All the muscles mm -hmm. are smashed in this little zone. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it can be from, uh, uh, it, it can have a nutrition component too. Huh. Yes. Caffeine. Well, <laughs> that's not my area, but I do have some resources that do know, and they have said that you know, sugar is one example that um, sugar can contribute to that. Did you know that? Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think I know part of the answer to this next one. Okay. Can you help with my back pain? I'm going to assume think? you can, because again, going back to my recent, you know, um, when my abs weren't working right, my back overcompensated and I yes. swear I thought I had kidney stones or something yes. wild. And really it was just because my abs were just lazy and weren't, well, they were sliced open. Um, so my back did all <laughs> yeah. the work and, um, yeah, so I'm guessing they're all, I mean, again, yeah. tied oh, yeah. together right. mm -hmm. and you're able to yeah. diagnose why the back is hurting. If it's something right. you can do and push, maybe put some of that strain yeah. on other parts to balance it out. Yeah. Pelvic floor therapy involves way more than just pelvic floor. Because like I said, you know, the, I think we should do a song. <laughs> Get me pelvic drunk. I want a solid bottle of Cabernet and I will write that same song. <laughs> The pelvic floor is connected to the low back and you can't affect one without affecting the other. So yeah, sometimes those nagging lingering low back issues can actually be a pelvic organ prolapse. It could be that your tailbone is kind of jacked up and needs some treatment. It could be that the pelvic floor is having a spasm or having a fit. And unless you address that, that pain is not going to go away. So you, you want to look at all it. that. You want to sing it. I don't want to sing floor is connected yeah, to that. Yeah, I know you do. I know it. Uh, I wonder if that should be our next episode. Oh. The song. <laughs> <laughs>
who do you know that sings well? Yes. Or at least creative enough to write a song <laughs> about that because that would be fun. Is seriously, if you come up, if you come up with lyrics for that song, I will feature you as a guest on my podcast. Comment below because I know here on Anchor you can make comments or message me on Instagram or Facebook. If you want to take the challenge, go for it. Are there any foods or supplements to help with pelvic floor? Ooh. Are carrots good for my pelvic floor? Yeah, I don't know the carrots. <laughs> yes, there is a huge nutritional component for pelvic floor. For example, let's just do magnesium, which is found in, guess what? Chocolate? Yes. Yes. Dark chocolate. <laughs> my favorite. And Swiss chard. Okay, and... which one would you rather have? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. But what magnesium does, I know I'm a sciencey nerd. Here we go. It keeps your muscles at the right tension. So if you don't have enough magnesium, your muscles aren't going to be able to relax enough like they should. And you can get muscle spasms and tension like those calf cramps mm. that you get sometimes. Okay, so magnesium also. Magnesium Chocolate helps. helps with calf cramps. Ooh, there you go. So, okay, perfect. <laughs> I know girls, <laughs> yes, so many reasons to eat chocolate. All right, this is a two-sided yes. question. Okay. All right, one, can you do work with special needs um, or mentally handicapped clients, patients? I don't myself, but I do know physical therapists who do and is very, very helpful. You know, you may never be able to cure. Actually, I stayed with a therapist. We just had a mastermind group over the weekend and one of my roommates works with special needs kids. I believe it's yeah. a huge space. I know the yeah. kids who are um, tend to be later potty trained. Mm -hmm. um, so that would make a ton of sense as to why right. they would need additional help because the muscles yeah. probably aren't there and plus right. the mm -hmm. cognitive ability to control. So just yeah. building the muscles could help. Yeah, or even just you know spinal stability, helping them sit, helping them give head control. Yeah. You know, so that they can they can do stuff that they normally couldn't do is super, super helpful. Yeah. Can public um, therapy assist those who suffer from chronic diseases such as MS, ALS, myopathy? Yes. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Parkinson's disease, MS, somebody who's had a stroke, I know it's not a chronic condition, but those neurological problems. Um, public floor therapy actually can help in a lot of cases help them regain bladder control or get a lot better control over their bladder and bowels, which is very empowering for them. What's the average age of your clients? Oh, hmm. The average age, I would say, is probably 40, 40 and I 60. I don't okay. know. I'm going to, but I've had clients as young as 23. Okay. And I've had clients as old as 85. So one, you're never too young to not have pelvic floor issues. And two, you're never too old to get better. Do pelvic floor problems cause issues in the bedroom? Oh, yeah. Okay, we kind of covered it. We kind of covered it. Yeah, they do. And they affect more than just the person who has them. It affects the partner, too. I could, yes. And it can affect the marriage. It can affect the relationships. So, um, you know, that's a really good reason to get that checked. 
Can your therapy make my core stronger? Yes. Solid. Yeah. Okay. We are getting down to the bottom of the okay. jar, which is probably good. Uh, <laughs> All right. Do kids benefit benefit from your type of therapy? Yes, they do. Now, I don't do. I don't work with kids, but I know um, a friend of mine here in town, Katie Rush. She's one who does uh, bedwetting issues. Kids who have a friend of mine had a, a daughter who was three had chronic, chronic constipation and just couldn't get anywhere. Took her to a public floor therapist. They changed diet, nutrition, some bladder habits. She's fine. Awesome. She's doing great. So yeah, it can really, really help kids. Well, especially kids that have any issues with wetting the bed exactly. or anything like that. I mean, that's a confidence yep. thing. That's a going over friends and spending a night thing. That's yeah. horrifying and traumatizing for their whole, whole life. Yeah. And think about young girls who start their period and they have terrible cramps mm. and they have terrible pain. That's actually not normal. That's actually not normal, and there is actually stuff you can do about that. But so. a solid reason to take your magnesium via chocolate. <laughs> yes, solid. All right, this is actually a family debate at my house. But oh, this is really? Somebody else. Yeah, okay. My, yeah, how many times a day to eliminate poop? Okay, that's oh. not a full question. Um, how many times a day should you be eliminating poop? Is that like, what's what's the range? What's healthy? What is okay. noxiously not healthy? <laughs> okay, you should be doing your poop thing. At least once a day. And does it take a man 25 minutes on his phone, you know, texting you on his phone while he's pooping? Okay. Or is that, I think they're just trying Here's to get the away. Deal. And this is actually from the doctor too. If you can't do your business in 10 minutes or less, okay, stop, leave the room, try later. And what if you're just using that as an excuse mm -hmm. to get away? Because I'm pretty sure that's what spouses do. Well, then that needs to be a family discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And how many times a day was that again? Sorry, I got grabbed yeah. up on that one, 10 minutes. Really, I mean, twice a day is fine, but once a day. Okay. If you're going every three days, that's not normal. Right. That is not normal. And pelvic floor therapy can help with constipation also. Yeah. What is the most common problem that you help right now? Probably, probably incontinence and the kind that's called urgency incontinence. It's where... You know, all of a sudden you're getting, and you put the key in the door, and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I have to pee, and you can't, oh, I have to pee now, and you can't make it to the bathroom fast enough. That is called urgency incontinence, and I'm seeing a lot of that, a lot of that. I believe it. I have a weird thing. I think it's more Pavlovian than anything of whenever I'm in the card aisle mm -hmm. at Target reading like greeting cards. For some reason, I always randomly have to pee at that moment because it happened huh? one time and now every time I go, I'm. it's a weird thing. And actually, we can help fix that. <laughs> <laughs> go shopping for cards. <laughs> um, what... This is really pretty cursive, but I can't read. Sorry. Um, what do you do like your handwriting? Yes. Uh, it's beautiful. Just can't read it. Frequency of urination in some. What do you think that word is? Leakage. Leakage. Okay. Uh, what to do for what frequency? What to do? Here, yes. we got, we're missing the two. You are just really doing questions back to back all the time. What to do for urinary frequency, which is what we just talked about. Right. Or, you know, I have to pee every 30 minutes. I mean, I've even had clients that they have to go pee four times during the course of an hour session. Yeah. Yeah. 
And with that, a lot of times it's calming down the nervous system, learning urge suppression, learning techniques on how to hold back the tide that you can do that are actually quite simple and quite easy. Um, what was the other one? Leakage? Yeah. Yeah. Learning how to use your pelvic floor and your lower abdominal muscles properly to help keep the pee in when it's supposed to stay in and let it out when it's supposed to go out. Okay, one question. I training. Not in the car, not in these. Um, how many ounces of water a day do you suggest for people okay. to yeah. keep them in a balance? Because I mean, you're saying 12 times during the day, right. but if they're drinking 120 ounces of water, yeah, that might be a different story versus someone who's drinking 60 ounces of water. I have learned about half your body weight in ounces of water a day. That's yeah, I love that yeah. rule. Mm -hmm. All right. Un unless you're pregnant. Yes. Unless you're at a high altitude or unless you're sweating a lot. Or breastfeeding. Yeah, or breastfeeding. Because then you're yes. making 30 ounces yes, of water. Yes, yes, Turn that into magic milk. That. <laughs> this is a really good one to end on. I okay. swear I did not pick these, but I am going at this. Yes. Um, are there exercises we can do at home? So um, I'm going to rephrase that just to make it easier. <laughs> um, for a male, what is your mm -hmm. favorite exercise that someone can do at home? Depends on what the problem is. Okay. I focus on breathing and awareness. So you need to learn to get your body breathing correctly so that your pelvic floor and your abdominals can actually have the space to work in. So I start off first with teaching breathing and how to use your diaphragm muscle and your pelvic floor muscle to work together. That's the first thing I, I teach almost everybody. And I know your diaphragm actually moves when you're pregnant too. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah. Because I saw a friend of ours, um, Laura Fitzsimmons, mm -hmm. um, after and had a healing massage after my pregnancy. And she's like, and here's your diaphragm, and here's where it should go. Yes. Yes. Horrifying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes it gets stuck up there. And just learning how to let it relax and let it go back down where it was. Because it's been jammed up there for six months mm -hmm. after baby gets after second trimester. Yeah. Um, I don't teach everybody strengthening exercises. It depends if they need them. I teach the strengthening exercises. Um, if they need relaxation exercises, I teach stretching. I do child's pose a lot. Yeah, I like because that one. that's one of the best ones to relax the pelvic floor. Some people need a little modification of their knee position or whatnot. Um, but child's pose is really good. Supported bridge is really good where you're doing a bridge and you put a yoga block under your pelvis. Yeah. That's very, very nice for the stretching. Yeah, um, those are the main ones, but the breathing is a big one. A real big one and just getting an awareness of what the heck is my pelvic floor and what is it doing what's it supposed to do because if you don't know what it's supposed to do it's gonna be hard to fix it so my takeaways so, from today okay. are a hammock lots of hammock <laughs> uh, the pelvic floor is connected to the everything bone and don't think about it too much or too long you can't self-diagnose if you've gotten itchy burning question or itching burning maybe consult your doctor mm -hmm. but if you have the question it's not about itching and burning 
call Laura, email Laura, text Laura, and really get in front of the problem as opposed to waiting until it's a huge, huge problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you, Jessica, for being my special guest. You're welcome. And thank you for everybody who submitted the That's questions. That's a really good one. Those were really good, and I like the variety of them. And I guarantee you there is at least one other person who's listening to this who has had the same question but was maybe afraid to ask it. And I'm pretty darn confident that you're going to get more questions after this. Great. I hope um, so. That people yeah. are probably like, well, now that I thought of that, I got yes. an answer to that, that made me think of this. Right. So mm -hmm. Laura can either answer those or maybe she'll want to do another one of these oh, question yes. games another time. Yeah. Yeah. We might do that. We might do that another time. This has been fun. Yes, it has it's been fun. So this concludes the third episode of Down There. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for episode number four. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Go ahead and drop in a comment. Let us know how you liked this last episode. I'd love to hear from you. Do you have any questions or do you want to learn more about us? Perhaps you're ready to take the next step. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Laura McKeg PT or visit our website at www.lauramckegpt.com to learn even more.